Timmy, it well, says we're on the air. We are we are on the air. We're we're not in our usual spot. We are not, Tim. You have you have daddy duty today. Your kids are not I, quite back yet in school. I have three children in this room here and one child back there hanging out. And uh, my wife is doing the teacher in-service thing. And so here I am at home, parenting, working, doing all the things simultaneously. I'm so proud of you. There's the sun's out, guns out comments. Look, it's it's Florida. It's it's 110 degrees outside. Andrew knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm glad you guys finally noticed. Timmy, I was checking the weather because I was trying to decide if I was going to need some extra lighting in here because it was so overcast yeah. looking this morning. And it said that the feels like temperature in my neighborhood was 110 at about 940 this morning. So it is hot. It is the officially dog that walk time of year. Like 8.05 and I was already sweating. Andrew, you can put your guns away now, says Senior Richard. Well, thank you, Richard. They're, they're back. They're back. They are concealed. And uh, that's, uh, that's what we're doing. We're concealing the weapons. Timmy, I haven't even talked to you about everything that went down yesterday, so uh, we should get into it. We've got a lot to get into because, well, yesterday was Sunday. And this right here is the morning after. Welcome to the Morning After Ministry Show, a caffeine-fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. Andrew, I, I hopped on your church's live stream, as I typically do every week, just to make sure everything's going okay. Just to see any... if I messed something up. Yeah, just to see if I can text you about what the heck did you do this time. And at the very beginning, there was a little bit of a hiccup, and I thought, that's odd. But you know what? You you fixed it quickly. I don't know it what was, exactly happened. It was all me. So after we recorded on Monday, I took all of the gear back to the worship center from my office, and I, where we have the ATEM set on our sound booth countertop area, there's just a little bit of leeway from where the the cord that goes to the auxiliary mix that goes to our outside service and then to our live stream gets plugged sure. into the back of it. And I must have just had the ATEM over a quarter of an inch and it didn't click when I pushed that uh, 3.5 millimeter cable into the jack and... So when I am on stage making announcements, I can see out to the front of the church. And so I saw one of our elders who was outside sitting with the outside people. And by the way, it was toasty yesterday. I'm they, surprised they, must, they were out there. Well, it's because there were dogs. The, the, the people that were sitting outside brought dogs to church. Otherwise, they would have been is like, Is that the draw for the outside service? You can bring your animal. It's not a big deal. I think that's part of it. I mean, I would say on a typical Sunday, I mean, this time of year is just ridiculously hot, but from yep. October through June or October through May, we might have one dog for every three people that are outside. So if we have, <laughs> you know, if, if we have 12 people outside, which is a pretty typical or that, that that's a good outside crowd. But if we have 12 people outside, we usually have three or four dogs with them with them. But, so do you include um, dogs in the overall head count now, like animals? Are animals I, its own category, or you, like, break it down between dogs, cats? You've had, you've we've had birds. Only had, we've only had the one cat, 
but I I send. Oh, Dell Dell says this is great. Actually, I think you should do this. Do you put water out for the dogs? That's a great idea. We don't, Why but that's not? a great idea. That's a that's a huge easy win. easy win right there. I but like it. When I send attendance numbers in, our admin is a big dog person, and she does not worship at our church on Sunday mornings. And so I give her the uh, number of adults, the number of kids, the number online, and the number of dogs. I don't think I she actually that. records those for the forever minutes that we have, but for her, she wants to know how many dogs we had. So I, I saw the outside people scrambling, which made me realize that something wasn't working right. So when I finished announcements, I went outside and – they had messed with the input thinking that that would solve it, which the video was on the screen. Why are you messing with the input? So it took right. a, about four or five minutes to get the input back figured out. And by the time I got inside to fix the sound, I was just covered in sweat because I had been outside in a what is wrong, how do I fix it situation, which is going to make me sweat a little bit more. And then on top of that, Timmy, I haven't even told you this. We bought we We got new air conditioners, which is not a cheap thing. And on new units, a part that was only six months old uh, malfunctioned. And Oof. so Oof. half of the units in our worship center have not been cooling in July and now August. So it's this all getting fixed this week. the worst time of the year for that, like by far. Yeah, but it, it's just something didn't get installed right or something. But So it's under warranty, but we've been – I've been dropping the temperature in the room to 70 degrees starting at 730 in the morning just to try to get it to stay cool during the service and it's not working. So with the one with only half of the units, it'll stay about 78 in there during the service. But that's not where we want it to be. I want it 72, 73 at the most during the service. That's where we're at. So, that's, and when, and with you preaching in that, that's, that's toasty. I'm really oh, glad you're sitting down and not standing. Cause you might, you might pass out in that kind of heat. I, I would, I would get warm. So that's getting fixed this week. But and you guys have was, no fans. Like we at least have no. fans to keep the air moving. And, and you guys moving, have that. no. So the the moving part. Well, the, Laura says, thank goodness. I thought it was just me being a, quote, lady of a certain age. Nope. It is the units that we spent thousands and thousands of dollars on. There is one piece that just didn't work right. And so United Heating and Air is said, said our bad. We will get the part. But they were there on Thursday, and they said, ooh, I don't think we can get that part by Sunday. So either today or tomorrow, the Oof. new part should be going in, and all should go back to uh, you know, bring a cardigan weather on Sunday mornings. But I've been struggling. So I came back That's in bad. from That's rough. outside, and I realized that it wasn't a TV issue. And then at that point, I had notifications on my phone from people commenting on the live feed, but also texting me, hey, just so you know, sound's not working, and I got it fixed, and then I had to – use multiple paper towels to de-sweat my head by the time I got up there to serve communion. This wasn't on the agenda, Andrew, but I feel it, like we've it opened was not. the show with really what we should classify as first world church problems. Oh, so yeah. if you're out there, you're listening, we'd love to hear what, what are some of your first world church problems. We've already had uh, live stream issues, which I mean, four years ago, we wouldn't even be talking about this. We, we've already had... Air not getting below 78 degrees when it's 105 outside, and we're, we're complaining about that. Um, we've talked and, a little uh, bit about the the, 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 the animals, the pets at Which, church. We've, we've had so many first world church problems. I'm wondering, so are we are we the only ones that experience these these amazing I first think world church problems? The vast majority of the problems that we face as a church are first world church problems. But Tim, I had something else that's not in the notes. Um, 
that I, I didn't even know what to make of it. We had a couple of visitors yesterday and I, they came in, you know, two minutes before the service. And so I got to greet them as I was walking up to make announcements and got to say, Hey, real quick. But, you know, I shook hands, got, I think her first name, not his. And then, you know, you can tell when people are churched, if they're visiting a church, by the way, you know, certain postures and worship or whatnot. And so they were, they were into it. All was, was well, we, uh, we did communion as we do each and every month. And it was, you know, the one thing that might be kind of unique for some people is that we, we invite everyone to come forward to com- do, com- you, do you guys still do that as well? Does everyone come forward to receive? No, they, that's right. You guys. Yeah. We have the, you, uh, you, you give out your Jesus, Jesus Lunchables. The Jesus Chiclet and Jesus Juice all in the same packet. Yeah, the Jesus Lunchable. It's very convenient. Some you bring really their own me. now. They, they they brought their own because they were uh, gluten-free. And I, I thought, you know what? We should offer these gluten-free. I completely we, forgot about that. We we have a gluten-free. Uh, one, one of the two lines or one of the three lines has a gluten-free plate, which you know, struck me right as next to very... The, next to the dog water. <laughs> all things to all people. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, you know, they're, they're there, they're in my line. We, I serve them communion. They go back and sit down and then, um, there's just a a prayer between communion and when I am starting to preach. And so when I got up to preach, I looked over and they were gone and I was like, Oh, like what? Usually, like, I can tell if something is weird or awkward about a service. I was like, ooh, that might not rub visitors the right way, or we shouldn't have let that missionary share, or... Like, you know, they you... both straight up walked out before the sermon, or mid-sermon? No, like, before the... So they, they were in line for communion, and so I served them each communion, and then at some point while Shirley was praying, um, they now, dipped Now, communion and... for you guys is pre-sermon, you're saying? Pre-sermon, yeah, so... Okay, okay. The... ours is post Okay, I got you. So it's, uh, you know, welcome announcements, call to worship, couple songs, communion, um, like pastoral prayer kind of as the segue into the sermon or sometimes, you know, into the letting the 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 kids out or whatever. So right, right, I thought right. that was, I, you know, I but I was like replaying in my head. Like, I don't, nothing weird happened. Like there are sometimes when you're like, oh man, church, you're being weird and we have visitors in the room. But that was not the case. There was nothing, nothing on my radar went off that made me say, "Ooh, this is not what I would want visitors to see or experience." Like the the band was killing it. Uh, I don't think they knew that the audio was off on the live stream, so that couldn't have been it. I don't know what it was, but so you you did not oh, get any info from them, or did you, they fill out a card? You touched you touched your mic cable. Oh no! Oh no! All right, continue. I'll fix that. All right, Tim's gonna mute himself while uh, I go and talk. But no, we we don't really do the fill out the visitors. We have a connect card on the website that people are willing to fill out. But we we try to do that. You know, hey, we're not trying to get your information. We figure if they want to give us information, they will. But we are not trying to make it a uh, prerequisite to be fellowshipping with us that we know your email address. And so they, you know, they seem to participating in worship they took communion and then they, then they dipped so i don't know maybe it was a nice beach day i have no idea huh. but but then for the whole sermon i was like what did i do what happened it's in the back of your head like but, the entire time 
I don't know, Timmy, I think I can't see the comments because of the way that we've got this setup going right now. Uh, but Richard was asking about what mics or what cameras we're using. Do you want to? Yep. We're, do you want to yeah, give I mean, the, Del, the secret? Dell just gave the secret away. He said mm. iPhone, I believe, and that's absolutely correct. So with with the new features in uh, the latest software update, we just have a little continuity clip on camera. The back. There's a clip on the back of our iPhones. It's magnetic. Sticks right to the back. Sticks right on top of the laptop, and there you go. You get you get full you depth can, of field. You can adjust your lighting. Or your, you know, Change portrait it. or non-portrait, you can adjust yep. your lighting to make yourself just that. a little bit prettier. And the that. feature that it's I don't amazing. think either of us are using is center stage, which means if I lean this way. Wow, that's going to give me, I'm going to get nauseous. You're going to have to stop that. That's this show very, is very brought cool. to you by Dramamine. Dramamine for whenever you are wait, wait, on a video drama. call with someone who's got center stage. You mean Dramamine? Dramamine? Dramamine. Like I always thought it was Dramamine. I don't know. We Whatever might need confirmation is, out that... there. I've been calling it Dramamine my entire life. It knocks me out. I can't take that stuff. I fell asleep I was gonna at say, a Bush Gardens. I used on a to take it bench. when I was little. <laughs> just to just to uh, sleep. I, I cannot take that stuff. I have not Andrew, taken it I, in probably a decade. I feel you on people walking out mid service and you're left wondering. Um, I have had a few in recent months who've walked out usually usually it's within the first five to ten minutes of the sermon which is you know that might even be a bigger distraction for you as the preacher because then you're like oh gosh it's definitely something i said what did i do yeah um there was one guy who was he actually filled out a uh, connect card a couple of weeks ago he said hey pastor because i I text all of our first timers just want to let you know you guys are doing a great job over there at lakeview i will not be coming back but you're doing a great job and I said, oh, this okay. is great. Not for me, but for some people, this is great. So I said, would you mind, you know, would you mind sharing how we can get a little bit better as a church? And so he's, uh, I think he's planning on calling me this week to tell me, I don't know if it's all the things we're doing wrong because he said, you guys are doing a great job, but I won't be back. And he lives locally. So it's not like I live out of town. So I don't, I don't really know how to take that. I don't have a ton of time to field calls like that, but I thought it'd be interesting just to hear, right? I'm, I'm, I'm very curious at this point to say, well, yeah, and and I get it that not uh, everybody that steps through our doors is going to become a member for the next thirty years, and that that's fine. I'd rather you know, hey, we're not the fit after, you know, a service than after six months, and then you've built relationships and stuff. But I mean, give us at least a service. <laughs> we're we weren't handling snakes or anything. Mark was last week. This week was Matthew. It was perfectly fine. Are you still doing your trek through the Gospels, your your 30,000-foot overview? Yes. So we did John two weeks ago, Mark last week, and then Matthew yesterday. And we'll wrap up with Luke next Sunday. How is that our... going? You, you haven't done a series like this before where you do book overviews. No, and it's... You know, I, I always say, you know, some sermons feel like they write themselves. You know, the text just makes the application really easy, and the the text is long enough that the, there's not a lot of, you know, not a lot of exposition that is not just there in the text. You can kind of give a commentary on, on this or that, but then you're just kind of walking through the text. This has not been that. This has been a little bit harder to uh, to to write because— how do you write one sermon on a 28-chapter book of the Bible? 
is has been a little bit tricky, but the the feedback has been good. I feel anxious and stressed, and I don't know that we'll be doing this again, but I think this would only make sense for the Gospels. I don't know that there's any other portion of Scripture that it would make sense to to do a 30,000-foot overview of each individual book as as a sermon. I mean, if it was like an intro to the Old Testament or New Testament class, then sure, but for for a sermon series, I don't think it would make sense for anything else. Yeah, I think in a classroom setting, it makes a ton of sense to do overviews of books or sections mm. of the Bible, but sermon series-wise, you I think you could do, you could do Pauline epistles. Like you could take, I, on ministry pass, I saw there was a couple of series that was like called, you know, letters to the church and you, you overview mm-hmm. certain letters. So you could do it, but I'm with you. I think the gospels are the best bet when it comes to individual sermons. Otherwise, we're just going straight through books of the Bible. I feel like it's cheating almost because I don't have to think of something new every three weeks. I, I don't have to come up with a whole new graphics package. I don't have to market it in any fresh way every, you know, three to five weeks. It's just, here's the book I of the Bible. We'll be like here for 15 my, weeks. My anxiety level from this time last year compared to now is so much higher because I was, we were finishing Acts. And so I had, hey, I've got 32 weeks of not having to figure out what I'm preaching next week. And I've got stuff marked out like between now and Advent. But still, it's a, okay, so I've got a couple more weeks of this, and then we're doing this for four weeks, and then we're doing that for four weeks. So, but I'm excited. Our next stop is going to be Elijah and Elisha. So I wonder if we That'll can, uh, I wonder if we can get a brass section in time to play Days of Elijah. I th- feel like that would be really good for the for the praise team. I, so how I many, would be ready. How many weeks will you be in the Old Testament in that series? Uh, I think four or five, because it's just kind of, covering Elijah and Elisha. So we're not even going through an entire book. We're going through a section sure. of a book. But um, I don't have it all the way mapped out yet. So I don't know. And our, our calendar planning is very similar. We typically bounce Old Testament to New Testament. I think you and I have been doing mm-hmm. that together for a while. Not always the same books or passages, but we do have the same calendar of mixing both Old and New Testament. And there's just something fun about Old Testament narrative. It's a, it's my a my rule is is Old Testament, New Testament, but also just different types of literature. So you know, I don't, I would not do, I would not do Elijah and Elisha and Acts back to back because they're both so much narrative. But sure, that's a lot of narrative. you know. So if I was if I was I if I was going Psalms into narrative or um, or um, yeah, an, an epistle into narrative, so that's kind of. I prefer to preach narrative absolutely because that's kind of where my storyteller brain goes the the easiest. But I'm trying to so we've been going kind of um, epistle, Old Testament narrative, gospel, Old Testament narrative. So Delmar says we should just do at the movies. You know, <laughs> it's uh... for those of you who don't know, we have a we have a practically pastoring group chat where we just kind of. Just kind of laugh at each other and each other's and churches. And all of us and... would be disqualified from ministry if that chat ever was leaked to the public. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not dogging the the churches that do at the movies. I'm just saying it's like, just not our churches. It's just not our church. There you go. That's a Andrew. Thank you for saving me. I I worked at Fellowship church, church in Grapevine, Texas, and that was one of the early pioneers for that, and it was awesome. We got popcorn. 
They had little cans of soda you could get and, and candy to go into church. I'm a big fan of getting Twizzlers before a sermon, but I'm pretty it, uh, sure that's the same church that put a like a, an entire bedroom set on top of the church. As yeah, a that was for a that was for a series. sex series. Also, that church is. I right hope that in wasn't the... for at the movies because if that was for at the <laughs> no, movies, I don't know what it's... movies that church was watching. That was that was different. But the uh, the roof of Fellowship Church is right in the approach pathway for uh, Dallas Fort Worth Airport, which is one of the like three or four busiest airports on the planet. And so they have you know the big website on uh, you know the domain on the roof to advertise to anybody flying into town, I guess. So I just, I can't imagine that was a pleasant week to stay on the roof of the church with airplanes flying over. And if I remember correctly, this was long after I was employed there, but it was, I think it was like in February or March and the weather had been pleasant. So like, okay, we're going to do this. And then a super cold, cold snap started. So it was like 40 degrees every day that they had the, the bedroom up on the roof did not go as planned. I just like I'm I, I'm a big movie buff. You know that, Andrew. We we watch a lot of movies. You and I often talk about a lot of movies. I I'm good to do like what if it was just like a like a Friday night in the summer where we're hey we're watching movies as a church. We're talking theological themes. My thing is like Sunday morning. Like that's that's where you're again. We're, we're gonna get I, ourselves in trouble if we keep you on this road. We gotta be careful. I it kind of is the the question of what is preaching. You know what is oof, oof. is is. And in practically pastoring a couple weeks ago, we were debating preaching versus teaching. And my take yeah. was Jesus did a lot more teaching than preaching because every time he – what we call a sermon, it was he sat down and began to teach. So there's a whole lot yeah. of of carryover. But I think if you're doing a small group discussion and, uh, hey, here's this really good talking point. Here's these things we can talk about from this movie. That's one thing. But if you're basing a sermon not around scripture, you're going to – CJ says yeah. we call that adult VBS. Absolutely. <laughs> John says last church did at the movies. Delmar says same most cringe thing ever. John says what about Star Wars in the Bible on Friday night? That to there me we go. again like that's that's a fun Friday night. Oh, how about this? Hey, ben listen. says I'm finishing I'm finishing Acts. What did you guys follow up with? You and Andrew, you and I have both taught through mm -hmm. the book of Acts and it both took us a very long time. I'm thinking the epistles to connect the letters to the events in Acts. It's a great idea. What did you guys follow up Acts with? So we finished Acts in November, so we went right into Advent. So that was that was kind of nice because it wasn't a, and now we have to follow up a 32-week series with, you know, a 12-week or a 15. It was like, and it's Advent, and we're going to follow the liturgical calendar. And so for the next four Sundays, it's Advent. That. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes it easy. Oh, Laura says, bed on the roof, Absalom vibes. <laughs> there we go. Oh you know, the, the hair wasn't quite there for Ed at that point. The transplants hadn't hadn't uh, taken. But these days, he could probably pull it off. I could <laughs> I could see it. Andrew, I want to shift gears a little bit because there's a... I'm ready. There's an article floating around by the Gospel Coalition, and they've, they've come up with this brand new idea. And I want to get your take on it. This is they they just thought of this. It's the importance of having friends in ministry. Specifically, it's written to pastors about what? having friends and being friends with other pastors who are, you know, 
walking down that same path. I don't know. We've never talked about this before, so I thought that's never been a concept that we have uh, discussed at all. It's definitely not the reason we started this podcast. It's not the reason the Practically Podcast Now Network exists by any means. This is just a completely new concept. In defense of the Gospel Coalition, I can guarantee you that nobody over there has ever stumbled across our podcast. So you think so? That I know. There's no way. Uh, I'm not mad about the article at all. Andrew, you and I have been harping on this. What I think it's about nine years because we started talking is, about this well, well before the podcast yeah, ever I mean, came to fruition. Twenty eleven, we started to do ministry things together, and by twenty thirteen, right. we were literally trying to you know plan okay. calendars and. Then it's ten years. It is now yeah. ten years of us, and we've had this conversation so many times. I I think if you. If Do you remember ministry, the first time we tried to get our wives to hang out and you guys got into an accident in the International Mall par- parking lot with your Honda Element? I remember it well. I remember it well. That's the reason we go to each other's houses and not the mall, <laughs> because of that one accident. Andrew, I, I've often thought that if, um, if going the long haul is something you are, you know, you're striving for when it comes to pastoral ministry— I don't know if there's a better way to do it than to surround yourself with other pastors who are also striving for the same goals. I mean, we are in three group chats together. I forget, you know, other group chats that we're in. But so we are in one kind of local network group chat of pastors. We are in um, the Practically Pastoring group chat. We're in another group chat of kind of the former youth pastors now being adults or trying to be adults, yeah. and I so much of that is just so life giving. It really is. We're in a season right now where I think we're seeing a lot of friends that you know we've known for a long time, either stepping away from ministry, taking a season off, or just serious burnout. And I'm not saying that burnout can't happen if this is you know the way, but I, I would say that burnout is less likely to happen when you're surrounding yourself with other pastors, and I mean like outside your church, like outside yeah. your church not setting the, where you feel comfortable. Oh, we have three of us on staff and we get coffee no, and lunch not once a week. About that. No. That's work. <laughs> like, yeah. that, like that's, that's literally work. your job. If, if, if somebody can fire you, that's not your person that we're talking about here. And that's not nope. to say that you shouldn't have a great relationship with your senior pastor or with you your should. subordinates if you are the boss person, but this is a different thing that we're talking about. Tim, it's I've a different been kind of relationship. I have spent the last what month is it? August. So I've spent the last nine months like really leaning hard into the idea of pastoral burnout for some of the schoolwork that I've been not some of it's it's what I'm doing all of my research on and you know combating pastoral burnout. And we were talking last night and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but um a church that we're both what well, you're more connected with than I am, but where we we know people and there's the a pastoral transition and say, like, hey, there, there's no sin. There, there's nothing going on um, that shouldn't be. It's it's just time. But also the pastor doesn't know where he's going to next kind of thing. And it's kind of weird to be on the outside looking in. And then compared to some of the other churches that you were just mentioning with people are stepping away from ministry for a season or trying to figure out what's next. And you said something to me last night when we were texting. You said, do you think the reason that we're not having to deal with this is because we have never tried to be the coolest church in town. 
because what we're seeing and like a light bulb went off because, and again i've spent about 10 hours a week for the past eight or nine months working on the idea of pastoral burnout especially among you know pastors in their 30s and 40s um what is going on why are we seeing this so much and when you said that i just i i had an epiphany it wasn't you had it or you said it to me and i was that's incredibly deep because the pastors that i'm seeing getting so burnt out are the ones who we were taking notes from and saying man this is so much cooler than you know fill in the blank or you know your decor is cool your website's cool all this stuff is so cool and is it exhausting to be cool all the time is that is that what you were talking about when you said that to me yeah i think there's there's like uh you you bumped your mic cable again again. yeah we'll, we'll jump in I had I had never thought of that, and I have looked into all these different, you know, the diagrams of what's causing pastoral burnout and, and this combination or that. But the idea of trying to be the cool church in town is something that is a whole different level of exhausting. Yeah, I think the the constant strive for like we're striving for this appearance like we want to look this certain way we need to have this certain look and if if we can't get that look then we're not posting right if if there's not mm. so many adults under the age of 45 in our photo it's not going on social media or if the you know the inside of our worship center doesn't quite look up to par we're not we're not taking a picture of that and then it's this it's almost like a, a striving for appearance and mm-hmm. you got to hold like once you once you nail that look down, like this is who we are, then it's like, okay, how do we hold on to that? How do we like maintain, like we are the cool church. So now we have to keep up with all the cool church. I, was saying, I think just, that's the, the exhausting, exhausting part because we like, we can, we've all done that thing. Like, man, that was a really cool ministry event. Or that was, you know, that series was really great, but it kind of goes back to what the other thing that we say besides don't do ministry alone, but you know, sw- yeah. try to hit singles. Don't try to hit a home run every time. And I, I right. wonder if that's what it is. It's the pastors that are, feeling like everything they have to do has to be as good as the last thing that was done. And man, that sounds it's, really tiring. It's beyond exhausting. John says, what time will you be here? John, I am coming over to see you. I don't know if it's going to be today though, buddy. It might, it might end up being tomorrow. Today's a, a pretty packed day. I, I've been feeling for some guys in our networks who have gone through some of these things, some of this burnout. Andrew, I'm curious when you finish with your research and your studies, like your findings and the similarities that you've seen, like I think it'll be really good for us to have another follow-up conversation as you as you keep going with I mean, with your by the time the topic. research is presented in October, it's going to be don't do ministry alone, have have relationships with other people in in ministry and keep your primary relationships, your primary relationships and your Ministry I thought you were going to say, by the time I finish this research, I will be burnt out. I thought that I thought that's what you were about to say. <laughs> Listen, senioritis is real uh, when it comes to this right about now, because this is the last research semester that I'm supposed to be in, and I am a good three weeks behind, and the semester ends next Friday. So I've got 30-plus pages of academic writing that has to be done this week, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm just dreading it, but I have uh, binged watched three seasons of a sitcom that's been off the air for ten years. Well, when I should have been doing schoolwork, but uh, yep. Timmy, I'm I'm, I'm rewatching Community. 
I don't know if you did Community the first time it was on. A, a it, couple of episodes, we did not go all the way through, though. I would say it, it got weird, and I think people, you know, tuned out, which is why they struggled to stay on the air. But they, I'm, they're they in season four at a community college, and they're making all the jokes about senioritis. And I was like, man, if you can get senioritis at a community college, you can absolutely get senioritis for an online program because – I am Laura. That's a really good take. She she said, at the very least, it's a distraction to be cool all the time applies across the board. And I I think that's true, not just for churches, not just for pastors, but like in in all areas of life, especially in our day of all things, social media, like there, there is that Mm -hmm. like, man, does this, does this give the appearance that I want? And then it becomes consuming. Well, the, the, the other side of that is if you are striving to be the cool church and I don't know if I, I think I read somewhere that someone said that, you know, the the target audience for most churches is um, nobody older than seven years older than the senior pastor is, you know, that's like the that is the target to be seen as youthful and relevant and and relevant. Re- I can't speak. You know what I'm saying. But so the idea is, you know, hey, if we have to attract this younger demographic and all these things, then then what are we we going to do? And the pa- the pastors that you and I know personally that we're watching deal with this, that's kind of who those churches are. You know, whatever town it may be in, they have been the under forty, under forty five, under what whatever age benchmark you want to put out crowd at those churches. But they're also wondering, like, man, why do we have seven, eight hundred people worshiping here? Yet this church of eighty five people or ninety people um, is doing so much better on their budget. <laughs> and I just want to be like. I- do you really need us to explain it to you? It's it's not that hard by going, not going out of your way to not be cool, but by saying, hey, we are not just targeting people in the cool demographic. We're going to hit more old people, and that's going to give you more margin to do ministry. Yeah, I heard some of the days we were talking about our, our church, and it was at our home group. She was like, yeah, I was inviting a friend. But she said, isn't that the church that posts like a bunch of pictures of old people on their social media? And our response was like, yeah, that's us. We have old people. We have young people. Like we have a church that that's kind of like all generations. I have I have no problem with something hop, someone hopping on our social media feed and not just seeing, you know, pictures of people under 40, you know, for seven days a week posts. Like I, I love that we can post people's faces who actually Tim, go to you our post church. pictures of people like using walkers and canes sometimes. On purpose, like intentional, and, because how many cool churches do you see posting stuff like that? Yeah, and Timmy, you have people on stage on your praise team that are not wearing all black with pants that are just like one size too tight. We had a, we had a dude in a Star Wars t-shirt on the drum set on Sunday, and he was rocking. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were still drumming. hey I That was not me. That was our new drummer, Kevin, who's out of this world on the drum set. Timmy, what's it like to uh, be in the middle of back to school season, where you know it's been the the tax free week here in Clearwater in Clearwater in Florida. Our whole yep. state does no sales tax on school clothes and backpacks and things like that right now. Um, and for the first time in a long time, you only have to be thinking about the kids because your wife is not going back to school. My wife's taken a a, a bit of a sabbatical from teaching. Could be a prolonged. Could be forever. I'm I'm good with it. 
This has been a really crazy season for us, Andrew. As you know, we have a high schooler, and tonight is yeah. the parent-student orientation for that high schooler. So this is a very different season for us. Back-to-school season has been crazy. We've also been in back-to-sports mode. So we've got a couple of kids in different sports. Emily's trying out for a couple of sports this week. Aaron is putting on the pads and going full contact tonight at football practice. So this has just been a crazy season. What are the odds that he breaks his collarbone tonight? Higher than you want to believe because he has no fear. So he's going to, you know, he's going to go three point stance. He's all of 87 pounds against 135 pound 12 year old. Mm. And he's going to try to run right through him. It'll be great. I mean, I'm excited. I hope the clavicles stay intact. He's got his first scrimmage at an away field on Thursday. Like they take this very serious. They do, Timmy. What we what they don't take seriously in our world is uh, the sports at First Lutheran School, where uh, are you, my no, no, oldest they take it, is. They have they are recruiting coaches from all over the area. So I, I'm Timmy, pretty sure I am. I'm coaching middle school boys soccer starting on Thursday. Is our first uh, practice and our game first game is two weeks from tomorrow. So just saying, it's, we've got some. Uh, it's soccer. Some big just, stuff coming up go kick the ball and score more goals than our U.S. women's team because that was uh, tough to watch. Tough to you watch. You know, the past eight years, I have just been mad and maybe six years, I'm trying to do the math, but I've been mad and I've been like, Jurgen Klinsmann, you jerk. How dare you not give Landon Donovan a spot on a World Cup team just because somebody is a striker who's getting a little bit old and hasn't been scoring a lot lately doesn't mean that you should leave them off the World Cup team. And uh, as a soccer fan and a proud American, I get it now. Maybe there are some uh, washed-up players that you should not give a roster spot to just uh, for sentimentality's sake. I'm not mentioning any names, Megan, but uh, I'm just saying there are some players that should not get the sentimental spot anymore. Richard says the audio is a little bit out of sync. Sorry about that, Richard. Not much we can do on this thing about that. We're we're using we're, we're uh, remote. very high end uh, seventy five dollar. Uh, we're going remote. Steph says we've uh, already had one loop. hospital trip this week. What's another one, Andrew? I'll tell uh, you about that one off I off mean, the air. I was gonna say I thought we were buddies. I don't know what's going on. I'll 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 text you later. But I do not I do not want to have anybody else in the hospital this week. So I am praying for safety for sure. I've got a kid walking through the background right now. He's uh, wearing an adult extra large size t shirt. Uh, he, oh, he's just coming in to uh, pet one of the dogs. We have my parents' dog with us because the house that's being built in my yard that is now, you know, five months uh, longer than it was promised it would be done by uh, without being finished. And so my parents are at my aunt and uncle's house, and their dog is at our house. And Lewis just wanted to come in and snuggle with the dog on the floor. Well, it's also back to school season for you. And I think Mel's already like literally back to yeah, school. Yeah, right? she is. Yeah, she went back last Wednesday, and so this is my fourth uh, day of the teacher in-service season, and it's been exciting. I've been kind of working with this setup that you're looking at right here, trying to make church happen while I'm not actually going into the office, which you're familiar with because you don't go into the office unless you have an appointment or something that's there because you guys guys don't even have an office anymore. You, You have a room where an office used to be. But uh, it's now kids so ministry I, space, which is which is awesome. Yeah, but we are 
trying to get this done for the next couple of days, but uh, Landon goes back on Wednesday and the other boys go back on Thursday. So it's, uh, it is full on. We've had a week of teacher in service and just a few more days till school starts. So we're in. So the how many kids will be at school with Melissa? Do you have two or three schools this year? What? So what's the rotation? Two, we have four boys at three schools. So uh, Liam is going to be at the Chichi Rodriguez School, which is a public kind of charter school thing um, for middle school, at least for sixth grade. Um, he just needs some additional help that the little Christian school that Landon's at wouldn't be able to provide. Landon is at the Lutheran school that's exactly one mile from our house. And the youngest two will be at Safety Harbor Elementary where their mother teaches. So what's kind of nice is last year I was doing all of the school drop-off stuff, but with us being at different schools and now we've got a bus stop involved, the two youngest will leave with mom every morning. And so it'll actually be less work for me in the morning and then more work in the afternoons trying to coordinate people getting picked up at bus stops and whatnot. Well, also you're coaching soccer, so that's going to be your afternoons. It's practice (laughs) every day. Only Tuesdays and Thursdays. So there's only practice on Tuesday and Thursday, all but I think one or two games are either on a Tuesday or a Thursday. And so the, it's not a huge commitment. I think we have something like 20 practices and 10 games over 12 weeks between now and the end of October. So that's probably even too much. Yeah. I mean, you guys might, you guys might go undefeated. Last year, uh, they went uh, unvictoried, which is the opposite of undefeated. And they scored one goal all season. So if we defeated, defeated is the opposite of undefeated. You went defeated. Uh, Yes. So the goal will be score a goal. Two goals. Two goals. Score two goals and win a game. So there's uh, the athletic director and I were talking, and this is not like I have never aspired to be a middle school soccer coach. They had uh, the guy who was the coach last year. The Lutheran school system is weird. They have a thing called called teachers where there are teachers that are essentially treated like clergy. And so they can get called away to other Lutheran schools. It's, it's It's a neat system, but it's also a little bit weird because so many of the schools are in like the Great Lakes area where they don't start school until after Labor Day. And so a teacher got called away in June, which was when this other school had end, like end of June, when this other school had ended their school year. But our, you know, we were already five weeks away from starting the new school year. So he was the guy who was supposed to be coaching. And so I got, I'm stepping into it. But the athletic director told me that there was another school that has like a different schedule, but they're even smaller than we are and had asked to come and play against us. Um and uh, Lewis just gave me a dollar. We have a new system in our household that the boys, because they were leaving messes <laughs> in the living room, to eat in the living room, they must now give their dad a security deposit to ensure that the trash will get picked up. And Lewis is the only one who's re- really participating in it. So he just gave me a dollar so that he could eat his snack in the in the living room. Um, That's good parenting. But so the athletic director said, you know, this school, um, they – they have like a different season. They don't follow like the rest of the school sports seasons, but we're bigger and better than them. And so if we could play them after our end of the year tournament, it might be a good way to get a win to end the season. So I'm hoping that uh, we, we should end up with at least one win, but it's going to be, it's going to be, I believe in you. 
I, I may or may not show up to a game just to assist you on the sideline. Just dressed we'll in all green. Go Flames. Yep. I'm, I'm excited for it, buddy. Hey, we've, we've got some things to get done today. I've got a kid to, I don't know, get to some get-together with friends. and We've got work to do, Andrew. And I've, we've got, and I've got 30 pages of writing to do in the next five days. So Oof. I'm still in youth ministry, yeah. so I've got to get I've got to get Wednesday night covered. Buddy, I've got to get Sunday morning covered. You keep covered. touching your mic cable. And uh, so I'll I'll just tell it. appreciate you next week. Uh, we will be uh, back in action. We'll be live and in person together again. And so uh, we hope to see you there. It'll be exciting. We, we love you and we miss you already. We'll see you soon.